0: actually. It starts with the most important stuff, our five-blade cartridges. They're strong, sharp, and made in our world-class German factory. Our craftsmen are a meticulous bunch. They're obsessed with quality, which is why we offer a 100% money-back guarantee. As for the handle, it's grippy and weighted for extra control, even when wet. Lastly, we have this whole no-ripping-people-off policy, which means we keep our prices fair every day. Take our blades. They cost as little as $2 each. Because we think more money in your pocket is as enjoyable as it gets. When you're ready to start shaving the enjoyable way, get your Harry's starter set. It includes a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and travel cover, all for just $3. Free shipping included. Just go to harrys.com and enter 3388 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 3388 at checkout. Harry's, engineered for enjoyment. The following pre-recorded program is paid for by Channel Mom Media. The show made for moms and families. It's Channel Mom.
1: My name is Jenny, and I'm a mom. But I once lived a more glamorous life as a TV reporter. I was on the nightly news interviewing pop stars and politicians. So when I left TV to become a full-time mother, I quickly found out what we moms are up against. Our world glorifies the rich and famous. For what? I say, let's honor the moms who are raising this world's next generation. It's Channel Mom Radio with Jenny Dean Schmidt. We're here for you. Oh, I sure hope we are today. I hope uh, we're going to give you some things that you really want to hear and need to hear as a mom in this difficult time. So I want to welcome all the moms and the dads that are listening and a few kids, I'm sure, as well, since the kids are at home. I am Jenny, and this is Channel Mom, and I am on the phone because uh, we're not meeting in the studio right now, so I hope you can hear me well. I'm on a landline at my house in the mountains, and uh, I hope uh, it will be clear enough so you can mm-hmm. get the message today. You know, um, we just want to be a help to you today, and uh, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to give moms hope today. We want to share some good news with you in the midst of all the fear that's surrounding the coronavirus and its impact. So I have found five lessons that moms, I believe, should pass on to their kids right now in response to the COVID-19 virus. These are positive lessons that's gonna, that are going to take your mothering to a new level in this difficult time, but they're going to help comfort your kids and motivate them. And my BFF is going to weigh in on it all. She's a mom of three, and she's got big insights to add to these lessons. So uh, she's going to join me here in about 60 seconds after a few words from our amazing sponsors. So stay tuned.
0: As parents, we want to see our children run for more than gold in their personal race of faith in Jesus Christ. This
1: summer at Idrahaji, one of Colorado's top summer camps, we'll explore how to train for a future eternity during a week of amazing Rocky Mountain adventure. From rock climbing to swimming, horse rides, hiking, and so much more, there's something for your child to enjoy. Idrahaji is full of faith and full of fun. Register now while spots remain at idrahaji.org. That's I-D-R-A-H-A-J-E.
0: The Life Center in Littleton is here for you. Whether you or someone you know needs help with groceries, GED prep, finding community, or figuring out what faith in Jesus really means, the Life Center wants to help. Located just south of downtown Littleton, we exist to offer our community practical help and lasting hope. Find out more at lifecenterlittleton.org.
1: It's Channel Mom Radio with Jenny Dean
0: Schmidt. We're here for you. Hey, welcome back to
1: Channel Mom. I'm excited to share the lessons for moms that I have for you today, and I hope they're going to be a comfort to you and a help to your kids. Uh, But first, I do want to remind you that if you know a struggling family or you know uh, somebody that just wants to volunteer to be a help to others right now, check out LifeCenterLittleton.org. They can help you do both. They can either uh, be a help to a struggling family or a struggling single mom, or they can uh, put you in a position to be volunteering for other folks. And then also, Idrahaji, this summer, later in the summer, <laughs> They may start uh, midsummer, but uh, what a great place to send your kids after all we've been through just to reconnect them with God. It's idrahaji.org, so I hope you'll check them out as well for their amazing summer camp. They're not far from my house, and it's a gorgeous place for your kids to get away and to know God more closely. So there you go. All right, so here's what we're going to do. I recently wrote a blog a couple of days ago about the five lessons that coronavirus gives moms to pass on to their children. And I just think we need something really positive right now. We need some hope. We need um, some faith. We need reminders of what really matters. And this is a time where moms can rise up and your kids will remember forever how you responded to this that was different from the worry and the woe. So we're going to do that today. And we do want to welcome all of our friends from around the country in Little Rock and in Barber County, Kansas. and down in southeast Alabama, as well as here in Denver, and we've got Idaho joining us pretty soon, too, which is kind of cool, and uh, I, without further ado, I want to welcome my BFF. You
2: used to be on the show with me all the time, so welcome back, Shell. I know. Thank you, but you know, I was thinking about the title BFF. I really hope that that everyone has that title in their life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and sometimes I feel a little
1: bad because I've got some other very close friends, but since you and I have known each other forever, you're, you just automatically win. You're the BFF. Yeah, uh, So, So let me just remind people a couple of things that are going on, and then let's get into these lessons that I hope are going to bless moms and calm their spirits and their souls today and, and give you something to do and say to your children. That's the hope today, and Shelley is going to weigh in as well because she's read the blog and she's had some thoughts over the last week about some things that you can do for your children. So uh, uh, the latest news is that we've got uh, over 15,000 cases of coronavirus in the U.S. And as of this morning, 197 people have died from the virus. But that essentially means about 1% to 2% of the population is dying. Now, I certainly do not downplay the fact that some folks have lost loved ones to the virus. I also don't downplay all of the other um, sort of... Uh, assisting things are, or, you know, that have off of the coronavirus in the sense of financial crisis and job loss and schools being closed down and all kinds of problems and difficulties for, for millions and millions and millions of people. We're all going through it. And I just, my heart goes out to you if you're, if you're worried about your finances right now or you're worried about your elderly parents, as I am, or you're concerned about getting it yourself or you have a child or somebody in the family who's sick or you've lost a loved one. So, of course, I'm not downplaying that. However, as I said in my blog, uh, this is the time where we come to a fork in the road of our thoughts, and we need to make the decision to choose to look for the positives instead of settling on the negatives, because our kids need us to. It's, it's, it's crucial that we look for those positives, those silver linings, and those lessons we can pass on to our kids, those things we can do for our kids in this difficult time. So we're going to go through the lessons one by one. BFF is going to weigh in and, and give her thoughts, and uh, I hope it's going to be a help to you today. As you're struggling, I know you're struggling, but we're going to, by the end of the show, I hope, give you reasons to cling to faith instead of fear. It's just a better thing for your children. It's, it's, it's better for the body to hold on to hope. Uh, than it is to, to uh, hold on to fear. So that's my hope for you today. All right, so number one tip that the coronavirus, number one lesson that the coronavirus has given me to give to moms, to pass along into your families to make a difference is the sun still shines. And I was taking the dogs for a walk the other day, and I was feeling completely freaked out. Like, every roll of toilet paper we go through and every cough that I hear in our household sends me into a panicked frenzy. However, that's changing as I am trying to live the lessons that I'm passing on to you. So I thought, I'm going to go take the dogs for a walk. And I just suddenly, my eyes were opened, and I felt like God was whispering to me, see, daughter, the sun is still shining. The birds are still singing. The earth is still spinning. You've still got breath in your lungs. So I thought, oh, my goodness, every single mom needs to remind their child of that, that things are still going well. There are all kinds of wonderful things they can look for in their daily life. I noticed the plants are springing up, and these are things to be thankful for. Our kids can find a ton of things to be thankful for right now. How are your your teens and your 20-somethings doing
2: with that thought, with that concept that it's not all bad? Almost everybody's doing pretty well with it. Um, one of them is in Montana. He's still outside, hiking and and doing all the woodsy Montana things that they yeah. do. And yeah. um, here, uh, my girls are sitting here at the table with me as we talk. One of them is painting her nails because you know that's that's what we need to do here right now. Yeah, to yeah. make sure we have nice looking nails.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe you do. I maybe know. it's a reminder that things. Yes. Can be okay, you know. Yeah, I love it. Um, so that's the number one lesson for moms: is just if you've got anxious children, maybe you've got a sick child, is just to have them look outside and and see the sun shining and see the birds singing and or listen to the birds singing well, and and the grass growing, my, right?
2: Yeah, and by the way, outside is not closed. Right? It's not closed. The, yeah, the outdoors is not are not
1: closed. My parents are in their eighties. So they're self quarantined, but they're going on walks. Is your is your mom getting outside too? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she yeah, is. yeah. So those are things to do. And 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 you know, I want to quickly mention that of course the government is trying to step in. Um, every American is going to get a couple of checks coming up uh, if you're somebody who's just terrified that you're not gonna be able to pay rent also I just saw that the state of New York is saying that nobody um, can be thrown out you can't do evictions I think for the next 90 days um, they, they're, they're trying to create all kinds of stop gaps student loans don't have to be paid for 60 days they're going to take away the interest on student loans right now there are a number of things that, that the government is trying to do stepping forward to help the airlines I have a friend who has an airline pilot for a husband and she said you know please pray he could lose his job in this time because because they are predicting that we're going to lose 3 million jobs from the economy. Um, but the yeah. hope is, you know what, Shal? I'm, I'm, I'm going to insert this second lesson, which is we can use this as a reset. Because I yeah. know that, that in this time, yes, we were in one of the best economies we've experienced in years. We were the lowest unemployment rate in 50 years. So we were in a good time economically. But we were in a terribly divided place as a nation. People were angry, politically angry with different groups. There's some racial tension. There was economic sort of um, competition, all kinds of things that were causing our country to be deeply divided. And I've looked at this as like, hey, maybe this is a reset for our country to, to hang up our religion of busyness and our divisiveness and our hatred for people that are from a different political party and to go back to the things that matter like family and faith and helping our neighbors. And we can go and knock on a door. You're not going to contaminate your neighbor if you knock on a door and ask them if they need a bag of groceries. And I thought, maybe this is going to bring us back together. Maybe the division will go away to a certain degree, and we can reach out to each other and pray for each other and, and help
2: each other as neighbors, right, Shell? I mean, What do you think of that? Well, and even, if, even in our own household, well, a couple of things. One is, like, like for a reset for us, we've, it's been a forced slowdown. Yeah. Um, We're both, my husband and I both are now working from home. Well, not this week because it's spring break, Um, so we're not working either anyway. But we, um, I would say like creativity has gone up in our household with um, my daughter's an artist. She's been painting um, things that she might not have taken the time to do before. Yeah. um, Or music in our house. Or we have my other daughters planning a wedding. Yeah. So having the time, you know, to do that, it's just been like a slowdown of, you know, we haven't been able to go anywhere or go to see anything, but just, just all kinds of creative ideas when we're together for this time yeah. of reset. Yeah. And just, just hanging out, just hanging out. With right, that's
1: right. And my mom, my heart goes out to the moms of little ones right now because I know. Um, that not only are you concerned for their health, but you, you might be going a little bonkers trying to find stuff to do for them if they're home from school. Because both my husband and Shelly's husband work in education, and we know this is going to be an extended time out of school. You know, they, now in Colorado, yeah. they've said at least in mid-April, um, and I know a lot of other states are going that same way, and it may be into May. And so all these moms are left with, and, and dads too, what do I do with my children? So I'm going to just personally say right now that on the Channel Mom Instagram, Facebook, etc. I'm going to try to provide ideas for things that you can do with your kids in the next 24 hours. We'll try to put some links to things that you can do with your children. Um, for one thing, you can do a, a little fun thing when it comes to hand washing. Richard's got some audio standing by. You can play the hand washing song to encourage your kids to wash their hands all
2: day long. Wash hands
0: sell each day.
2: So cute. So cute. Thank you, Richard. <laughs> uh, I found that online and I thought, well, this is something for moms to do. They can go to YouTube and look mm-hmm. up the hand washing song. I think it's maybe put
1: out by the CDC. And you can play it because your kids are supposed to wash their hands for at least 20 seconds. And the song is 30 seconds long, and you need to occupy your children while you're making them wash their hands for 20 seconds. So uh, there you go. It's a little something for you to do as a mom of youngsters. All right. So lesson number three from this virus, serving is better than selfishness. And I do hope that this is going to reconnect us, especially those of us who are Christian say, hey, we're supposed to be serving all the time anyway. This is a good time to be reconnected with not just thinking about ourselves. I mean, I'm, I'm <laughs> feeling a little guilty because our family is actually going to carry through with a vacation because we're driving there for spring break. And I think we, I hope that God gives us people to help along the way because we can't just be all about ourselves during the spring break. Do you know what I'm saying,
2: Shelly? Yeah, yeah. It's been, I mean, just a couple little things. Um, my husband got to hand out meals. With his work, um, he works for the schools, as you said. And there, he said he gave out 700 meals. I mean, yeah. That, that was just probably one of the most exciting things to get to do, um, you know. And then last night I went over to um, work with my worship team. We're actually playing on Sunday, live stream. And yeah. um, it just felt, I mean, just seeing people, <laughs> being able to even, you know, give back in that way, even though we kept our distance, but just being able to see people even said my soul, just being out. Yeah, work. absolutely. work works both ways. So have you heard the story of those brothers from Tennessee, Shelley,
1: with all the hand sanitizer? I hadn't it?
2: heard it. I, I read it in the blog. I hadn't heard it.
1: Yeah, yeah. so these two brothers from Tennessee, just to share with our audience, maybe you've heard this story, at the very beginning of all this, before we were having to go into self-quarantine and before things were being shut down, um, and again, my, my heart goes out to you if you're dealing with shutdowns, I do have an encouragement for all of us to be helpful to people like you who are struggling, but these two brothers from Tennessee went out at the beginning of March and said, let's buy up all the hand sanitizers, the the antibacterial wipes, the medical masks, everywhere we can find them all over the state. So they bought tens of thousands of items. Then they began to sell those items for a large profit on Amazon to desperate people willing to purchase those items at inflated prices. And so they were taking advantage of other people's pain. So Amazon shut them down. And uh, they yeah. decided price gouging. And, and all that stuff is going there. Are, there are Internet scams going on. There are all kinds of things out there like that. So be aware. Be cautious. Warn your kids to be cautious if they're online. Um, but Amazon shut them down, and now those two gentlemen are left with over 17,000 bottles of hand sanitizer. Here's the good news, though. <laughs> God works it out for good. Eventually, those hand sanitizers ended up in the hands of churches and other places so they could hand them out to people in need, which I love. So, so I said, remind your kids. You can tell your kids that story, and remind them that selfishness does not pay off. Because in the end, they got shut down, and they had to use those hand sanitizers for charity anyway. They ended up (laughs) having to give out, you know, close to twenty thousand bottles of hand sanitizer to people that actually needed them and didn't sell them at a profit anymore. And so, this is my challenge, and, and I'm wondering if you've got some other examples, Shelley. If you are in a position. Like our husbands are in education, so currently they're not going to probably lose their job. They've got government jobs. They're not going to lose them. So I was thinking to myself the other night in bed, well, if we have enough, then when we go to the grocery store, we should be buying bags of groceries for other people. Those with stable jobs should be ordering takeout and tipping people or still giving their house cleaner their money or just going and seeing if their neighbor could use something that you have this is a great time to practice. Love thy neighbor. My husband was telling me about an email that one teacher sent out. Her husband had gone hunting this season and done very well, and he had a lot of elk meat. So she was offering to sh- share their elk meat with other families. And I thought, this is, this, is, this is awesome kind of things that come
2: out of times of trial. Right, Shell? It does, yeah, yeah. And even, like, when we're to go to restaurants... <laughs> I, feel, I still feel like, oh, I'm, but I'm getting something for it. But I know that it is the best thing that I could do for those people who need that for their livelihood.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah. So be on the lookout for ways that you could help other people. Maybe somebody just needs some blankets or maybe, you know what I mean? Like, just we should yeah. all be on the lookout. Uh, this, this morning I was just almost kicking myself to think, Jenny, you need to get in gear here, girl, because you're living a blessed life. You need to pass that blessing on to other people. You know what I mean, Shell?
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bring your extra rolls of toilet paper so that you can hand them out when you're yes. on your trip, on your road trip. Yes. yes, we should do that. I did it with, I, I packed a, a pack
1: of four toilet roll, paper rolls in the car the other day, and throughout the day I was praying that God would give me somebody to give them to. And I was in yeah. a school play, because we were still at the, the beginning of all this, and my daughter was in the school play, and a mom was standing next to me. She said, I don't know what I'm going to do. We don't have anything to use for toilet paper. And I said, well, God answered my prayer because I've got some toilet paper earmarked in the car for you. So you're right, exactly. All right, we've got two other quick lessons to share. I want to get to these. Number four. Um, this is a great time to teach our, our mostly privileged children. Now, I know there are some kids who are struggling in these times um, that are on free and reduced lunch and things like that, and they need help. Mm-hmm. And so we also be thinking of those kids that you could be giving lunches to that you may know uh, a family that that could use that. But it is a good time to teach most of our children who are in the middle class and the upper class and so on that we can't always get what we want. We just can't always get what we want. I said in my blog, Mick Jagger was right. You can't always get what you want. Yeah. Most kids in America are used to, like, that push-button lifestyle where they can, you know, get new shoes from their phone. They can just order new shoes on their phone. They can go to a drive-thru and get a a nugget, you know, an order of nuggets and a Coke. They can pop something in the microwave and have dinner in five minutes. So they're kind of used to living this on-demand lifestyle of convenience and comfort. And you confess to being a creature of comfort shell, but but we're, this right. is a time where we have to teach our kids we can't get the softest toilet paper right now. We can't get the cereal
2: we always want. We can't even get a loaf of bread. How do we make do, right? Yeah. I think, I mean, one thing that we, we're talking about stuff, but... Again, my my kids are older, and it's really been um, just going on with my, my high schooler. is really more the social piece of it, that she can't get to what she wants. She wants she to be a friend. She wants to go hang out. She wants to go, you know, out to eat. And those things, she can't get those, right? Yeah. Now. Yeah. That's really been a harder one in our family. So what are you doing? What talk. What are you teaching her from it? Well, just saying no. I mean, it can be done later. Do you know what I'm saying? Like... Yeah. She knows she loves she loves God. She knows that everything is fine. Her you know, her salvation is secure. She knows that. But it's still she's still mourning. She's mourning the the, the loss of those yeah. Things. yeah. You know, prom and graduation and and she's in mourning for those things.
1: Yes, I hear that. I mean they're small things compared to people who are, they on are their deathbed. And she knows that. Yeah, yeah,
2: she knows that. Yeah. Yeah. My daughter it, was it's still if so yeah. Anyway, it's a still real. It's a still valid emotion, you know. It's, it is. It is. My daughter
1: yeah. is an eleventh grader, and this is going to be her first prom, and she's been looking to forward to prom since she was like six. Um, and she bought her dress yeah. a year ago, and and yeah, she was saying to her dad because her dad's the superintendent. Dad, you cannot cancel prom. I've been waiting for this all my life, and it's a small yeah. thing, but it, you're right. It's a legitimate
2: emotion for a teenage girl. You're right, it, and we have to.
1: You know, we have
2: and, to teach. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, as a mom, it's important to her, and so therefore it's important to me, you know? Yeah, yeah. In yeah. that perspective. But let's, here's a good exercise, and then I want to get to
1: my last lesson. This is a good time to say to your children, even if it seems tiresome to them at first, let's sit down and let's do a thankful list. And just to kind of bring them back to the things that are going all right that maybe they're healthy and well and their parents are alive and well and maybe, you know, there's a fire in the fireplace or maybe you just went on a beautiful walk, whatever. It's a time to reconnect them with all of the things they do have. I mean, I would also suggest that you have not put down the digital stuff for a little bit and just hang out with you because that's a very good thing. All right, I don't want to give too little time. We've only got about three or four minutes left. The last lesson from the coronavirus is when you don't know what else to do, pray. And I think it's such a good time to reconnect with truthful scriptures. Like, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And and that's a perfect scripture for this time to remind your kids, fear doesn't come from God. Half of what's driving some of the crisis stuff in this country right now is the fear. If we just turned Mm -hmm. away from fear, we wouldn't have as much trouble right now. God also says in Philippians, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication and with thanksgiving, Let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, will guard your heart Mm -hmm. and your minds. And so, and he also says, focus on what's true and what's honorable and what's right. So I would just um, say to you as a mom, ask your child if they'd like to say a prayer. Pray with your children, because I think, without a doubt, it will bring comfort to them to know that you're praying to the God of the universe who's in control of all of this, and he can heal, and he can help, and he can protect and so remind your children of this, that they that they that they can pray, that they can go to God, that God's in control. Right, Shel?
2: Yeah. Yeah. And he will hear your prayer. Yeah. Yeah. Have you been praying as a family?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we do. Yeah, it's a good time. Any last yeah. words that you want to share with moms who are dealing? I mean, you remember, you, you've got older kids now, but you remember dealing with young kids in the summer and, and trying to figure out
2: things for mm-hmm. them to do and try to teach them. Yeah, I mean I, I would just you know, for me, um part of the reset has been that, you know, now is the time really to to soak in just soak it in. Soak in your kids, soak in your family, soak in your time with God. Just soak yeah. it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You have true shell. I do I do feel like God has shown me that while he doesn't send disease and, and want people to die, I don't think it works like that. I, I I but I do think he's in control in the sense that he can work it for good and that this is a reset for our country. We were too busy. We were not paying enough attention to our families. We weren't helping our neighbors enough. So, so teach your children in this time the good they can do from a trial. They can take something terrific from this trial. And be, rem- be remembered or be reminded that your children are watching you. They're watching how you handle a nationwide crisis. And if you can do it with faith instead of fear, that can set a pattern up for your children for the rest of their lives. So I'm just encouraging you to do that. No matter where you are in your faith, just try to get to a place of giving your children a little bit of hope, a little bit of faith instead of fear. Shelly, thank you for helping me with this today and giving us some good ideas. Yeah, good time to hang out. Yeah, I know. We got to hang out on the phone since we can't see each other. <laughs> okay. Have a blessed spring break, girl. Let's give my love to your family. Thanks for being on the phone with me. Okay. You All right, too. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. All right, so my apologies to everybody that we did not do Part 3 of our education series. We did parts 1 and parts 2 on uh, homeschooling and public schooling. We were going to get to the private schooling and the charter schools and online. We'll try to do that in the coming month. We'll try to do Part 3 of the education series. In the meantime, Mom, I know you're working hard. I know so much is on you right now. Please allow me to remind you that God sees that uh, you're doing something amazing as you're raising up those children and you're trying so hard to do it well to give the world a gift of a child well-raised. So God bless you for it. Thank you for all that you're doing. Be strong. You can look up my blog, All Those Five Lessons, on channelmom.com. That blog's sitting there. Channelmom.com. Pass it on. I hope it's a help to you, to your children. God bless you. Have a wonderful weekend and stay well, everybody.
0: From the moms at Channel Mom, thank you. And may God bless each mom and her family.
2: With SRN News, I'm John Scott. President Trump tapping stepped-up powers to marshal the private sector in the coronavirus pandemic. Earlier this week, he said he invoked the and rarely used Defense Production Act as needed.